As a way to honor all of the mothers on here, from now through Mother's Day weekend, you can grab the My Essential Birth course and get the new bonus birth affirmations track plus matching birth affirmation cards and get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot. Or you can be one of the first five to bundle and save grabbing the My Essential Birth and Postpartum course. And I will personally send you a handmade 100% muslin cotton belly bind with your bonus tutorial video. Plus you get all the bonuses from before the birth affirmation track, matching birth affirmation cards, and you get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot totaling $247 worth of goodies. Head to myessentialbirth.com forward slash get started and join me in the birth course today. Happy Mother's Day. Welcome to the My Essential Birth Podcast. I'm Courtney. And I'm Stephanie. And we're professional doulas, childbirth educators, and the creators of My Essential Birth, the holistic, empowering online childbirth education course helping mothers everywhere confidently achieve their best birth. So join us each week as we share tips and advice for all things pregnancy, birth, and beyond. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you can be the first to get new content. And head over to www.myessentialbirth.com for more information about our birth course and to join a community of mamas just like you. This episode is sponsored by our reviewer of the week. Just kidding. We don't have sponsors. Um, It's Brynlyn O. And she says, great birth prep podcast. I've had a hospital birth and a home birth. Girl, way to go. And now I'm pregnant and planning my second home birth. I love this podcast so much. It's helping me to refresh my memory on all the things to plan and prepare for, and also teaching me new things that I didn't necessarily know before. I've shared this podcast with everyone I know that's pregnant because there's so much great info and support for all mamas birthing in all ways. I'm getting so excited for the birth of my little girl. Thanks to these gals. Um, I find that so cool because it's, it's absolutely true. It doesn't matter that I've given birth four times in hospital, out of hospital. I'm constantly learning new things. And you guys, that's why it almost hurts so much that we're done having kids. I'm like, <laughs> but wait, I just saw this technique that I want to try. Yeah. No, this, this like, I had the biggest smile on my face as I was reading this because I feel like that could be me. I get super excited as I'm preparing mm-hmm. to look into podcasts or read things or watch videos or whatever. And then you want to share it with everybody. So you're awesome. Thank you so much. And congratulations. Say yeah. a little girl on the way. That's so cool. Brylin, Brynlin, yep, we hope you have an amazing second home birth. This week's episode is kind of fun. We reached out to you guys. Okay, so we gave you a hard time when we reached out and said, tell us your complaints, and it like blew up. Oh my gosh, that was the most (laughs) response we've ever gotten. Ever. Pages and pages. It was so fun and sad. And so we, (laughs) we, we gave you a hard time for that. But then we came to you and we asked you, okay, ladies, what are your must-haves for for pregnancy, for birth? Like if you are a new mom or if you know a new mom and you want to tell her everything that she's going to need, what does that look like for you? And it was kind of the same response. Like we got our pages and pages. You guys were so excited to tell everybody. So so we want to thank you first. Yes. <laughs> thank you for coming through and for sharing with us your must-haves for pregnancy, for birth, for postpartum, for baby, because now we get to share them with all of you. Yeah. And I was going to say, this is where it gets kind of fun for us because we're not going to do our normal episode of we grabbed our favorites or this and that, and now we're going to share them with you in this direction. I think what we want to do is just kind of read the comments and comment on them. So if you are someone that commented, you're going to hear what your recommendation was for other moms listening. And I was so surprised, number one, and I'll point this out later, how many of the items 
you used it for pregnancy, you used it for birth, you used it for postpartum. Um, how many of you said the same item? Like there were some things where we had 20 or 30 people mentioning the same thing. And so yeah. obviously that had to make the list. Yeah, very cool. Okay, so we're going to break it up for you guys. Um, we did notice kind of a theme. There were must-haves that were for pregnancy, things for birth, and then postpartum. And that includes like breastfeeding and for mom. Stuff and, for baby. And stuff for baby. So we're going to separate that all for you and we hope you enjoy. So these were the must-haves for pregnancy. Husband t-shirts for fit and comfort. You guys, what is it about guys' shirts that they are buttery soft? I mean, I don't know if that's how they wash them, maybe not correctly or what, but... And it's just comfy, right? Like I, they, of course I could go buy cute, nice fitting pregnancy stuff, but I'm, I'm with you, girl. I totally wore my husband's stuff. Comfort. I mean, when you're hanging out around the house, you want to be comfortable. And I totally swapped and started wearing his shirts the majority of the time. And he thought they looked cute anyway, especially with the little bump, right? Yeah. And I think they smell good because they always smell like your husband. I would even have my husband do like a dash of cologne on it and I'd let it sit for a bit. And then I'd put it like, I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> so comfy clothes in general, but you know, why go out and buy new stuff when your husband's got a whole stack of shirts waiting for you. (laughs) Sorry, husbands. All right. The other one, you guys, there were like a million of you that said this pregnancy pillow. Okay. And one of you said the Pharmadoc Preg pillow. Actually, you said, love it along with my down pillow for my head. And that does sound like a great mix. Yeah. Somebody else. Did you ever have a pregnancy pillow? This is one thing I did not invest in. No, I didn't. But I would have like, I would sleep with like four or five pillows. Oh, yeah. Same. Um, I was... Aware, though, they had the full donut-type circle ones. And I know somebody mentioned when we asked, um, they're like, nope, I totally went for the full donut pillow. But, you know, you want to be well-rested during your pregnancy. And, you know, you may be getting up a lot to pee or woken up by those crazy pregnancy (laughs) dreams that we talked about a couple weeks ago. But, you know, at least make it so the rest of the time you're able to get some really solid sleep. And having a pregnancy pillow just really helps make that possible. I feel like something that goes along with that, and I know I tout this like crazy, is chiropractic care. Um, I With my third, I was in enough pain that if I wasn't getting adjusted at least every other week, um, and then towards the end, it was like a couple times a week mm-hmm. that it was it was no bueno. So, And if you're apprehensive about chiropractic care, because I'll be honest, the first time I ever saw a chiropractor was like <laughs> a year and a half ago. <gasps> no, I'm serious. I never I never saw one before then. I because think I, you were apprehensive? I was apprehensive. It's my spine. And mm-hmm. if I'm going to get somebody, plus I'd heard stories that, um, hey, once you get adjusted, like they do something, you're always going to have to keep going back. And so mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just had these fears that I was hanging on to. So it's okay if you're apprehensive, especially about doing that during pregnancy. But I will say, knowing what I know now, there are really skilled chiropractors out there. And I really feel like it's it's a lot of word of mouth. It's a lot of asking, um, do they have special specializations in working with prenatal women? And you want to make sure that they're comfortable, that they're reputable. Um, but especially if you run into issues with babies positioning, right? I've got a breech baby or whatever. Um, I'm, I'm going past my due date and I do that in air quotes and I need some help <laughs> getting labor going. They are amazing. Yes. So. No, I can't say enough about them. Like seriously had walking issues with my third and I could walk after. And I, you know what? My, I remember my mom talking about that too. I don't want to go to a chiropractor because then you have to keep going back. Mm-hmm. And 
part of that is true. If you plan to go to a chiropractor, don't plan to just go once because the truth is if you are out of whack, you're probably going to need a couple of times for your body to not immediately go back into the bad position that it was already in before you got the chiropractic care. So your body gets used to being in these, you know, unbalanced positions. You go get one adjustment and it naturally goes back fairly quickly. But then if you keep up on those adjustments for a couple of times, then your body gets used to being in that correct aligned position and then you don't have to go as much. So, Well, and knowing what I know now about why women experience stalls during their labor, we see three centimeter stalls, especially the women who are like, oh, my water's been broken contractions. It's like they haven't come. It's been eight hours or, um, you know, I'm having contractions or not really going anywhere. Knowing what I know now and from the great education that, you know, you can get from spinning babies, just about positional stuff. I realize now that a lot of those things are caused by imbalances like Stephanie is referring to. And a chiropractor, a skilled chiropractor can not only be helpful in helping your body realign, rebalance, but they might have some tips for you on, hey, show me how you normally sit on the couch. Show me how you're normally (laughs) sleeping. How are you? They might have some great tips and advice for you on how to make small modifications to, you know, how you're sitting, how you're standing, how you're laying down that will help keep everything balanced so that you don't run into some of those positional issues prior to or during birth. Yeah. And even showing your partner where they can rub or massage or Mm -hmm. press or whatever. I know that was helpful for my husband because I, I had just certain areas once the chiropractor touched and was like, have him do this. I was like, oh, like I didn't even know that's where that was connected to. But when you touched it, it was super tender, but that's not where I was having the pain. So yeah, yeah, I, I tout them like crazy. They're so good. I love it. We should probably have one on the podcast. What, what? And if you can find one to come, I actually did have one for my home birth that was willing to come during labor. If there was any issues, I know, which I think is just the coolest thing in the world. So if you can find one that's willing to do that too, maybe in fact, send us an email and we'll just like, I'll, I'll throw them up on Instagram or whatever. I just think that's the most incredible thing. All right. Another follower on Instagram mentioned ginger gum for first trimester. You've heard Steph and I say often that peppermint, ginger, those kinds of things are really going to help cut down on the intensity of the nausea that you may be experiencing. And so they said that ginger gum was totally a must-have for them. Which I hadn't heard of. Had you? I, I heard of ginger candy. Right. I haven't heard of this either. And I was trying to think of, well, what are some brands that I can give these guys? I don't know. I'll be honest. I don't know. <laughs> we'll find some for you. But I'm sure Amazon has yes. all kinds of options. Yeah. Remember, everything that we talk about on the episodes, you're always going to find uh, in the show notes links for those things. And the show notes, you guys, you go to myessentialbirth.com forward slash podcast, go to the bottom, you'll see the six most recent episodes, click on the one and scroll to the bottom of that. And you'll see links mentioned in this episode. And that's where you can find the links to all this good stuff. Another one that you guys listed was magnesium salts for bath, or in other words, Epsom salts. And we talk about these all the time, mm-hmm. um, pregnancy, birth, and postpartum. Magnesium salts are going to be great, uh, but they help relax your your legs, any sore muscles. Um, it's good to help detox kind of like the not great things, but mostly it's for relaxation and helping your body to be calm. So I mentioned that there were things that we saw in every single category, and essential oils was one of those. Essential oils are amazing for first trimester, especially if we're talking about exhaustion and nausea. We're not going to go into all that right now because we've touched on that in previous episodes. In fact, I think 
somewhere back, we have, we have an, an entire, entire episode, episode dedicated yes. to essential oils for pregnancy and birth. So you can go and check that out, but um, definitely a must have. We love doTERRA. I know that was mentioned by name specifically, but you know, you do you girl. <laughs> yeah. Oils are great for all kinds of things. Um, it's not just like you said, peppermint oil, even for, you can rub that on the bottom of your feet or your belly or just inhale through the bottle. That can be great for nausea and stuff. But I found, you know, lavender was a huge one for me and it wasn't just for my body and relaxation, although I did use that. And and we've talked about this a lot. Like when you're practicing relaxation, one of the things that you want to have consistent is a scent. And mm-hmm. lavender is a really common one because it's a very calming scent. Um, but I also used it for cleaning. I was really yeah. big on vinegar and lavender. Like as soon as I got pregnant, I was like, kick all the cleaners out. I, I'm really afraid of being around yeah. a bunch of chemicals. And so I used lavender for everything. Well, we got a message from someone specifically. They're like, hey, you know, I listen to your podcast. We're looking at getting pregnant. Is there any like chemicals, products I need to be steering clear of that could affect fertility? And the answer is, yeah, actually (laughs) there are, there's all kinds of things that can mess with your hormones. And so, um, kind of tending towards the more natural side, like Steph is saying, not only with the things that you're cleaning with, but starting to be a little bit more cognizant of what you're putting on your body. What's in your skincare? What's in your body care? What's in your hair care? And can we make some healthier swaps? And hey, I'm missing the the smell. Um, essential oils then can be a great addition. Uh, we had another comment that said Sprite for nausea. This did not work for me, but I love if it does work for other moms. I used lemon. Did it really? Yeah. Ginger ale spray. I think it was probably more that, yeah, ginger ale for me more so than spray. Again, I think that ginger, but also the sort of fizzy. I don't know. And maybe it's too that when I used to get sick as a kid, my mom would give me the saltine crackers (laughs) and Sprite and I would feel better. The sugar for me just took me over the edge. Like Ah. it was too much. I don't know. But um, I did like the lemon or lime in my water. And so Sprite, I totally get like... And the bubbly. Like, I totally get why that would work. That's awesome. As a way to honor all of the mothers on here, from now through Mother's Day weekend, you can grab the My Essential Birth course and get the new bonus birth affirmations track plus matching birth affirmation cards and get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot. Or you can be one of the first five to bundle and save grabbing the My Essential Birth and Postpartum course. And I will personally send you a handmade 100% muslin cotton belly bind with your bonus tutorial video. Plus you get all the bonuses from before the birth affirmation track, matching birth affirmation cards, and you get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot, totaling $247 worth of goodies. Head to myessentialbirth.com forward slash get started and join me in the birth course today. Happy Mother's Day. Another one that you're going to see show up in all three categories is a birth ball. Now, if you're like, I thought birth balls work for birth. (laughs) What is it doing in the pregnancy category? Or postpartum. (laughs) Or postpartum. Well, some of you might be thinking like, it's a birth ball. Shouldn't it be used during birth? What's it doing hanging out in the pregnancy category? Steph, why don't you tell us some of the benefits to a birth ball during pregnancy? Birth balls are wonderful. Um, First of all, I would say find one when you're pregnant because if you're short like me, you're not going to fit all the normal size birth balls. And if your feet can't sit flat on the ground, anyways, whether you're tall or short or you're in the middle there, you want to find something that's going to fit. And that in my case, like I brought my birth ball with me to the birthplace for that reason. Knowing they wouldn't have the petite ones. Yeah, I want, and you just get comfortable and it it is what it is. Um, The other reason though, is it really helps with your core 
strength and stability. And the reason that that matters is like just like our three exercises, which you guys can download directly from the website, myessentialbirth.com. But just like the three exercises, it's going to help with that core area, which is going to allow for baby to be in their correct position. When things are balanced, when things um, when there's room for baby to move and all of that, then it works a lot better. So stability and sitting up straight is all going to help with like how easy is it as your belly grows? You're either Mm -hmm. arching your back one way or the other. You're leaning into the couch. You're not sitting up straight. And all of that matters for how comfortable you're going to be. I just sat up a little straighter as you said that in my chair. Same. Um, But because of the relaxing and the hormones and everything, you want to be able to give your body the best chance it has to be in a good alignment for birth, but also so that your baby can be in their proper alignment. So birth balls are great throughout. The other thing about it is it allows to the perineum to move freely. And we can talk more of that when we're talking about it for birth. But because of that, just like when you're sitting in a squat or or when you're not sitting in a chair, allowing that area to be free actually helps with your breathing and posture as well. Another one somebody mentioned were yoga videos during pregnancy. Again, this is a tool that's going to have multiple benefits, far-reaching benefits. Yes, you're going to be able to, um, in a gentle but effective way, continue to tone um, your back, your ab muscles, and things like that. You're going to be able to stretch out parts of your body that need to be stretched out. Obviously, you're going to be able to um, find deeper relaxation, alleviation of stress through yoga, But I just really feel like in my own at-home yoga practice that um, sometimes stuff that I'm dealing with emotionally, maybe fears that I'm holding on to or untruths that I'm holding on to, they tend to kind of show up on the mat. And if you've you've been (laughs) doing yoga for a while, you know that to be true. I think it allows you time to tune in, connect with your baby, connect with yourself. It's a wonderful time to be um, practicing relaxation, practicing those affirmations, sending lots of good and love to yourself, to your body, to your baby. Um, I just really think it's such a beneficial practice for, for anybody to do. And it doesn't have to be a big, long thing, right? If you're doing some um, cat cows before you get into bed each night, that's going to have huge benefits. And I would say I that's what I enjoyed about taking a yoga class. And I just did it at the local gym. So mm-hmm. there were people working out along the glass wall, you know, next to us. Uh, they had it loud enough with the music and everything that it really did drown that out. But what I loved about having an instructor, and I'm sure you can find the same thing online, but mm-hmm. I would definitely um, say to make a little bit of time for it, to have some like quiet, peaceful, focused time to do it for that reason exactly. And when you have a good instructor, that's what I enjoy it is. It's not just, okay, now we're going to do however many sun salutations or whatever it is, <laughs> but now I want you to take all of that negativity or whatever, you know, or they have you focus on something positive in the beginning and then they're like, okay, pull all that negativity out. And as you bend over, you're letting it go completely. You can see it, leave your body. Just these little prompts that remind, like it really brings you through this process. And at the end, you feel renewed and rejuvenated and wonderful. Well, a good yoga instructor is really going to encourage you. Don't focus so much on trying to make your pose look exactly like mine. Don't try to just do it just to be there. Like really show up and learn to tune into yourself, honor your body. And that is a huge component to, to birthing well To I mean, how often are you going to need to tune into your own body during birth and really kind of go with the flow? So yoga just helps you practice that. Right. And along with that, the next comment was, they said birth, mental prep and a doula was it for me. Yeah, And that obviously is going to move into the birth category too, but the mental preparation is huge. And we touched, we touched on that just a moment ago with the yoga, 
But the mental preparation, for example, that you do in the birth course that we have, or the mental prep that you maybe meditation, or just how you're envisioning your birth, whatever Mm -hmm. you do to prepare the mental state of you moving into your birth space is huge. And we totally agree with that. Yeah. All right. Someone mentioned the Motif Medical Pregnancy Support Band um, through Aeroflow. I'll be honest, I don't know a ton about this particular brand. Can't say that I've tried it, but we are very familiar with pregnancy belly support bands. And um, these can really help to alleviate some of the discomfort that women experience during pregnancy just to have that added support. They're sort of holding things kind of up and in, you know. Um, I know a lot of women find comfort in that. And women that suffer from like pelvic pain during pregnancy or SPD, symphysis pubic dysfunction. We talked about that in our pregnancy complaints. And so a belly support band was one of the top things that you can do to alleviate some of that discomfort. Along those same lines, you guys, good shoes, good (laughs) shoes with good arch support. I get it. Thank you for making this comment, right? (laughs) They're not the cute flats. They're not the flip flops. I get that that can be hard to gravitate away from, but I will be honest with you. I maybe gained about 35 pounds with each pregnancy. I was a pretty averaged weight girl before getting pregnant. So that makes sense for me, right? You guys, I went up a quarter shoe size with each pregnancy. I already had big feet and I'm only (laughs) five, five. I was like maybe an eight and a half, nine, uh, before I started having kids, you guys, I freaking wear a nine and a half slash size 10 size 10. Now they, so many shoes look like clown shoes on me and I'm kicking myself for not having, she never looks like she, you never look like you have big feet. Okay. Cause I purposely choose shoes with pointy toes and let's make that foot look a little less You guys should have seen her when she came in. It was like two times ago that we were recording. We looked so cute. Those white shoes and the track pants. I felt pretty cute. Um, But my point is, please take it from somebody who didn't follow this advice. I feel like we're talking to women in their 30s because I'm like, in my 20s, I didn't care. I was going to wear the cute shoes. I just, I was more occupied with, I want to look like a cute pregnant lady. And I do. Yeah, take her advice though. Wear shoes with good arch support. Get some orthotics. I don't care what your your future self will thank you. Yes. Okay, last one for the pregnancy um, episode portion of this. The small pregnancy pillow for my knees. That's what she said. And I'm totally with her on that. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't have a pregnancy pillow. I just had a random stack of pillows, but I had Between to have my pillows knees. in my knees. Yes. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Must have comfort items for birth. Somebody responded in all caps, three exclamation points, my doula. And we have to agree. Doulas. I was kind of wishing I was that doula when she said that. Cause I'm like, yeah, but I wasn't. <laughs> And I have to agree, like, and my husband would absolutely agree. The doula was like, boom, if we ever have another kid, we're doing that again. So yeah, it just feels good to have somebody who um, they've typically, they've gone through what you've gone through. They know where you're headed. It you feel more confident knowing that you're in the presence of a woman who knows you, knows what you're about, and knows how to help bring comfort and support to you. They're great as an informational resource. They're great for when things don't always go according to plan. Doulas are I just liked awesome. having somebody there that wasn't freaking out when I felt like I might be on the verge of 
Like if she, out. yes, because if she was like, <laughs> it's calm, like she was calm. She's like, you're doing great. It's like, all normal. All, I'm like, okay, all right, I'm cool. I'm cool. You know, whereas yeah. the times before when I didn't have somebody doing that there, I was like, I'm going to lose my mind. You know? Yeah. So she, yeah, she was great for so many of those things. And I feel like, especially if your birth partner isn't, you know, feeling super confident, hopefully you guys just like, if that's the case, you're not feeling crazy confident. He's not either. Sign up and take our birth course. We will make sure that you're both feeling good. <laughs> Doula in your pocket. Yeah. I, like you guys have heard me say this, but my husband did a really great job that I personally never felt the need for a doula, but that's not everybody. And it's okay. You know, even if your husband does a great job to say, I just want to see. Mine did a great job, but I was like, I don't, I don't believe you. (laughs) You (laughs) He would tell me to do things and I'm like, you don't know how that feels. But when he recommended those same things and the doula was there and she was like, that's a great idea. I was like, yeah, that sounds wonderful. Let's do that. (laughs) (laughs) So know yourself, know your relationship. Um, This mom said, loved, loved, loved the peanut ball during labor. Felt like I was being useful after my epidural. That right. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say this is one of I feel like the secret weapons to women who have an epidural use a peanut ball because otherwise what happens is you're just kind of laying there. You're not really doing much to help your body progress. Your hips aren't open. Your hips aren't open. Right. You might be on your back. But if you can get a peanut ball between those legs after even if you haven't had an epidural, but especially if you have had an epidural, that's going to be something you can do to proactively help your body in your labor progress. Right. And so for those of you who are like, what the heck is a peanut ball? It's literally like the size of a birth ball, but shaped like a peanut. So it goes goes in between your legs and typically moms are turned onto their side to use it. So if you have an epidural, you want to move from one side to the other, like every 30 minutes with that in between your legs. And that's what helps baby. It keeps your hips open wide. And it also allows baby to move back and forth. If you're turning, just as if you didn't have an epidural and we're walking around, it gives them that freedom too. Okay, you guys know Planters Peanuts, the brand? That's that's exactly what it is. Right. They have the little mascot icon guy. It's the peanut with the top hat, the little (laughs) monocle, right? They're literally shaped like the body of the Mr. Peanut Now they're going to be worried about Mr. Peanut in between their legs. (laughs) Oh, that sounds dirty. That's not what I meant. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Moving on. Birth ball. We're back to birth ball. So we talked peanut ball. Birth ball says, she said, birth ball saved me during labor. Essential, all in caps, while I was laboring at home. Boom. Yes. We talked about this before, mm-hmm. right? Like birth ball is wonderful for so many things. It allows the perineum to be open and free. You can do circle eights or other things on the ball that allow your hips to move. I know for me, like that was my comfortable spot during my labor at home. So love that. Yeah. I, if you're at a place in your labor though, cause I tried using a birth ball when I was pretty like heading into transition And I didn't really have, because I was working so hard to keep the rest of my body and my mind just completely relaxed, soft, loose, heavy, um, that I was worried about like rolling back on it. You know, I'm sitting on it and I'm not holding onto the bed. And so I had my husband get behind me on a chair because I had this fear in my mind that I'm going to like roll off this thing during Mm -hmm. a tough contraction while I'm trying to let go. And um, so if that's just keep that in mind that you can have somebody behind you for support um, if you're at that point in your labor. 
All right, the next one is like, uh-huh, my pillow from home for my hospital stay. You guys, those pillows at the hospital are crap. Don't First of all, them. they're covered in plastic like your grandma's couch. Be- why? Well, because people do nasty things. Things happen. Bodily fluids. <laughs> going no, I'm just, okay, not nasty. Like, they do nasty that. things with these pillows. No, but nasty stuff happens on around these pillows. So It doesn't sound any better. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> they they get blood and, and bodily fluids on it. She's right. Everything's got to be wiped down a bowl. And just like yeah. how if you've ever gone to your in-law's house and like they still have the pee-pee cover on the mattress to keep, you know, your seven-year-old they're husband not self. They're not. They're plastic. What am I trying to say? They're, <laughs> wonderful idea to bring your pillow from home. There. Period. <laughs> Moving Our on. Our only recommendation is if you use white pillowcases to bring a different colored pillowcase because it will get taken with all the other stuff yeah. as you move beds and whatever else. So. But you knew what I meant about like the pee-pee covers oh, on I the, know. the pee sheets. I know. I was And they're crinkly and they they make you yeah. hot. Like it doesn't sound good. It makes you hot. Yeah. Courtney's right. Yes. <laughs> Just want to make sure. <laughs> All right. Next up was doTERRA oil, specifically a diffuser with balance grounding blend during birth. Balance essential oil. If I only had to pick one to bring with me during birth, it would actually be this one. Women who it encourages you to turn tune into your body. And if I'm wearing it as their support person during birth, it encourages me to tune into them and to their needs and to support them. It's very grounding. Balance. I didn't. So I was not aware of essential oils and quality and all of that before I had my baby. So I did have just like a basic lavender. I didn't have anything else. Yeah. But as a doula, I put balance on every time before I walk into a room, yeah. every single time. And I, I always, if a mother says anything at all, it has to do with, oh my gosh, like I need to smell that more or mm-hmm. that smells so good or you can see them kind of tune in. I love, love, love that oil. I like it because it's mild. It's not a super overpowering um, scent. And so it, it can it's be really earthy. effective. I remember the first time I smelled it, I was like, do I like this? Really? And I then think it now sweet. I'm like, it's the best smell ever. Really? Yeah, I don't care. It's not sweet at all to me. That's oh. interesting. Every nose is different. Um, okay, next one was a fan for labor. I was on fire. I can totally relate yep. to this. I, with my third, I was in the water, laboring in the water and probably during transition, during pushing, I got so freaking hot. It's not that the water was too hot. It Mm -hmm. was the right temperature. They checked, but you're doing a lot of hot, heavy work. And I just got so just overheated. So they had cold, cool washcloths for me, but a fan for labor is what I bring for my doula clients that I know are going to be utilizing um, a tub during birth. It's really effective. I can relate to that. It was also, I was in the tub and going through transition and, or getting ready to push whatever. It was just right there. Mm -hmm. And all I wanted to do was open that window and it was really cold outside and I wanted it open, but I was so afraid because it was middle of the night and we lived close to neighbors. So I like panicked and I'm like, don't open the window. But definitely if we would have had a fan, that would have been genius. So yeah. And they obviously want to keep the room warm for when baby does come, right? right? We want it to be a warm room for them. So anyway, but you've got to have something to help you feel comfortable a fan's a great one. So back to our original comment about birth, mental prep and a doula was it for me. Remember we mentioned that in the pregnancy portion about that mental prep and we've already talked about a doula. So we just wanted to include that comment here, but both of those are going to be crucial for birthing time. All right, moving into our final category, must haves for um, postpartum practicality and for baby. You guys had a lot of great things to share here. 
Okay, so these were the must-haves specific to breastfeeding, a haka. You guys, we've heard so many wonderful things about these. And again, it kind of makes us wish we could go back and have another try baby again. and breastfeed <laughs> just so we could try this thing out because it really does sound great. It has incredible reviews. So it's a hands-free like a silicone um, breast pump that uses suction to just very gently and, and quietly, you don't have the sounds from a breast pump, draw milk out. And what's cool is that it doesn't need a power source. It doesn't have tubing or spare parts that you're going to have to wash and clean out. And so a lot of you loved this. This was definitely a thing that topped the list. Then more for breastfeeding included uh, nipple cream, which we see all different kinds of nipple cream. So I'm not going to necessarily include anything specific for that because there wasn't a specific one mentioned, but we know you can use coconut oil and there's the Lansano. They're all different kinds of nipple cream, but yes, you're going to need something so that it doesn't hurt so much as your breast is getting used to having a baby nursing on it. <laughs> a baby. A baby. Attached. Okay. A boppy pillow. I had one of these too. I felt like these were really helpful when my baby was teeny tiny, you know, like seven pounds, super small. Um, It really just kind of helped with some of the positioning, I feel like, with breastfeeding. As my baby got older, I started using it in weirder ways. I feel like <laughs> I um, would shove it under my elbow because, you know, here I've got this, you know, lunky four or five month old. They're getting heavy. And so I would shove it under my elbow just for some support there. Um, but they're, those are great to have. Poppies are all around wonderful. Okay. We missed a comment. This had to do with the haka. She said, haka for when your milk comes in by the gallons. <laughs> if you're that, that mom, share your milk. Okay. <laughs> A really good chair to nurse in at night um, and something close to baby's bassinet and in a good place. I can't emphasize this enough. I feel like some components to a good chair are obviously that it allows you to be able to put your feet up. Um, Mm. Some kind of ottoman, something you can rest your feet on, especially now as we're really starting to Uh, see more of the advantages of sort of a laid back breastfeeding position can be incredibly restful for mom and for baby. Um, So having a really good chair, I know a lot of people like the gliders, um, something that swivels. I found it was like my splurge purpose. I found this pottery barn, um, chair and it was just the best You're chair for link to it. I know I will. It's super cute. Okay. All I had, cause I'm short and did not have anything. My feet weren't going to reach anything. Let's be real here. Okay. <laughs> I had one of those and it was given to us for free. It was like a giant lazy boy. I had it with mm-hmm. my third and it was the best thing ever. Actually, I think I had it with my second and third and same thing. Like I loved nursing in it at night. It did recline a bit. Um, I guess I could have put my feet up if I let the recliner part go up, but yeah. I absolutely loved it. I'm like hands down. I think a good chair to nurse in at night is a great idea. Definitely. Lots of burp cloths. <laughs> Another user um, shared with us. I think it kind of depends on the baby. Certainly you're going to need to have some. And I honestly like kind of the old fashioned ones, you know, the cloth diapering ones that are yes. kind of white and wide. Yeah. And, um, Always my favorite. Super crazy absorbent. And I used to try to make them look a little cuter by taking fun fabrics that I liked and stitching that, that down the middle panel. Well, so and they, it worked better too, mm-hmm. don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So some babies, you guys, just spit up what seems like a lot. I loved how they've kind of shown that sometimes it looks like a lot, but really it's like a teaspoon, Mm -hmm. you know. 
Um, but some of them are just really burpy and spit-uppy and My having – <laughs> It took nine months for that esophagus to close down. Are you serious? Yeah, we would put him in – What are the, we'd put him in a bouncer, and I just stopped dressing him. I would mm-hmm. just put a bunch of those birth cloths. I'd put one behind him. I'd put one in front of him. I'd put two down by his legs, and I would do laundry all day long, like yeah. a load every single day of just burp cloths because yes, he's spit up like crazy. I had a friend whose kid was the same way, and she was like, you know, I used to – every time they'd have a big spit-up, obviously not the little ones. Yeah. I'd have to change them out of their sleeper or their onesie, whatever they were in. She goes, and then I realized why aren't, why am I not using the bibs? So she goes, so I started putting these bibs that I thought I wasn't going to need until they were about six months old on them so that it would catch it. And I wasn't having to change the whole outfit all the time. Makes a huge difference. Also, I had my baby in the summer, so it was easy to do, you know? Yeah. Lactation cookies and good nursing bras. So uh, hopefully you tuned in and listened to our episode that we had. We had an interview with Jaren Soloff, and she did a wonderful episode about her postnatal cookbook. She included a portion in there because she is an IBCLC about how lactation cookies are great. There can be other things going on. So if you are having trouble breastfeeding, we do recommend that you seek help. But if this is something like as a supplement that you want to do, lactation cookies can be really wonderful for helping milk come in, stay in, and be strong. And then along with that was the good nursing bras. And Mm -hmm. I, again, agree because even if you are not well endowed like some of us, when you have your baby, those things pump up and they need a little bit of support. So definitely get some good nursing bras. And I just have to mention in regard to the lactation cookies, it's usually things like brewer's yeast, fenugreek, that's going to help. Those are things that help stimulate um, some milk supply. Like Jaren said though, but if you're not emptying the breast completely Mm -hmm. and there's that supply and demand not working right, then any amount of lactation cookies isn't necessarily going to help. But if you're like me and you're like, I don't have time to bake some cookies, right? (laughs) And you don't want to delegate that out, then just know that you can take supplements, brewers, yeast, fenugreek, um, more milk plus some Or you can order the cookies. They do have like- Oh, do they? mm -hmm. Oh, cool. My sister even had some after she had her baby, some prepackaged lactation. And she's an oversupplier, but wasn't at the beginning. And it's something that she used to help. And I really do feel like it helps. I know those herbs certainly Mm -hmm. helped me. Definitely. All right, let's move into postpartum for mom. There were a couple things here. The rest we're going to put under the babies category. And so these are just the ones that came in. Remember, we've talked about postpartum for moms. We have an entire podcast on it. So these, we just really wanted to make this about what you guys said was the best for you. So postpartum for moms was the essential oils again, and that can be balance and lavender. And really, there's a ton actually that help with hormone regulation and night sweats and whatever else. Um, But essential oils was on the list. And then we also had the birth ball. Again, why would we use this postpartum, Courtney? Well, postpartum, I used it actually for my fussy babies. Yes. I did. They. It seemed like one of the things that really helped to soothe them was as I was holding them um, and they're upright, you know, head kind of resting on my shoulder and I would just balance up and down. My husband and I would switch off doing this in the evenings um, while we were watching TV or whatever we were doing for the night. And um, it really soothed them quickly. So I'm telling you, you're going to have that birthing ball set up during pregnancy and it's going to stay up for probably a while postpartum. And that's great. That's okay. Lastly, the text pads. And so we will include this week, we'll give you guys a recipe. Uh, If you are an email subscriber, make sure to look for that. We'll give you 
a recipe for padsicles. So we can tell you exactly which essential oils you need, what to put on the padsicle, and it's basically just a pad that you're gonna put some awesome herbs and things on and freeze and that you use postpartum after you have your baby. Whether or not you have any tearing, whether or not you have a cesarean birth, that area down there is swollen and needs some love. And so uh, this recipe is just a really good one for you guys to have. We're coming into the home stretch now with some must-haves for baby and swaddles top the list for you guys. Um, somebody mentioned copper pearl swaddles. We had another follower mention the love to dream swaddle sack. All of those sound great. Swaddles are the bomb. They're definitely soothing to baby, so a must-have for sure. Along with those is a sound machine. And this is something I wish I would have used or tried or known about, but I know sound machines are really helpful for helping babies to sleep. Whether or not you have a lot of noise going on in the house or not, Sound machines include things like white noise and other like heartbeat sounds Mm -hmm. or other things that help babies soothe themselves back to sleep if they wake up and get to sleep in the first place. We ran through like three of the Marpac sound machines, um, two or three of them. You guys, they were heaven sent. We were the annoying parents with our first baby who was constantly shushing anybody that (laughs) came over. The baby's sleeping. And I know I feel so bad for my family now. We were (laughs) terrible to be around. And then we discovered a white noise machine and it was life changing. And um, we still have them. Like if my husband's, (laughs) if I'm needing a nap and um, my husband, like the kids are hanging out in the house, I'll turn it on for me because they really are amazing. Yeah. And I I mean, I know people that use fans and stuff. Mm Mm-hmm anyway, just to fall asleep themselves. So sound machines, wonderful. Fans, wonderful. Something that drowns out the noise. Wonderful. I also know that it is recommended, and I did try to do this as I had more babies, like vacuum while your baby's sleeping, like make noise so that they can sleep through it. Yes. I also remember my mother-in-law telling me peace at any price. And so I, I don't know, I was just so tired that the thought of, I just got this baby to sleep. I just you know what the worst thing was, was my oldest loved to go in and wake everybody up Oh no! For, from nap time. And I'm like, I, I'm going to kill a child right now. I can't <laughs> like, no, they don't go back to sleep when you do that. <laughs> exactly. So I, I know people say to do that. It's great advice that I think pays off in the long run, but it's also okay to just Why say. Why don't you get a lock on that door, sound machine and a lock on the door that you have the key to, right? <laughs> Keep your baby monitor. You'll know when they're awake again. Yeah. Get yourself some sleep. Essential oils. This is the one, right? One of the ones that we saw run through all the categories. They're great for babies too. With babies though, you just want to make sure that you're diluting appropriately. And so um, for me, what I found tends to work best and is safe but effective is about one to three drops of, you know, a high quality doTERRA essential oil, whatever you're using, um, in 10 milliliter rollers that are diluted the rest of the way with a carrier oil. Would you say the 10 milliliter, is that about a tablespoon? Because I know that's like the online recommendation. Yeah, it's two teaspoons. Oh, perfect. Yeah, so, it's, it's okay. two teaspoons. So, so not quite a tablespoon. of a tablespoon, yeah. which is great. And you know, you're going to, it depends on your comfort level with essential oils. Um, but I would say, you know, some women are more comfortable. No, I'm only going to do a drop in this whole 10 milliliter roller. That's great. That's still going to have benefits for your baby. If you're like, I really feel like three or four is a part, that's fine. You know, it's as long as you're choosing a really, really good quality essential oil. And I'm trying not to be dogmatic and push one brand or the other, um, but just please do your research on them is what I have to say. As far as what are good ones to have for baby, frankincense is amazing and wonderful. Lavender as well. Cedarwood, the 
that combination of those threes is a great little newborn sleep blend. Um, and then I usually recommend having some kind of a tummy blend um, for them as well. We've talked about oils that are good for that. And then if you want to, if you know you're heading into winter season, hopefully you're already following some good practices of, you know, it's okay to stay home. You don't need to take your baby everywhere where there's going to be lots of germs and exposure, but it's okay for them to have just a mild and gentle immune support blend as well. Again, frankincense is a good one to be incorporated into that. We also had a mama say the wild bird ring sling for baby wearing. And I, this is where I found ring slings and all the baby wearing stuff. Like I think I had a Moby, right? Cause everybody had a Moby or an Ergo baby. Uh, but I didn't have the ring sling and I have heard such good things. In fact, my youngest was about 18 months when I discovered all of this stuff. And so he was a little big for a ring sling. I did end up baby wearing him uh, even at a year and a half with a different kind of sling, but so good. So I will link the wild bird. I don't have any, you know, one way or the other, but I know ring slings are a big one. We want to thank each of you for helping put this episode together for us. You guys came together as a community. You shared your must-haves, and we know that that information is going to be hugely helpful to new moms and repeat moms alike. So thank you guys for your participation and for your help with this. We hope that you heard some of your own suggestions mentioned in there. We hope that you always feel seen and and heard and loved um, because that's what Stephanie and I want you to feel coming from us, coming from the community that we've created. So thank you. All right, mamas, we will be back with more tips and advice soon. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe so that you get notifications first about new episodes. And don't forget to head over to myessentialbirth.com for more information on the birth course and to join our online community serving pregnant mamas just like you.